Hey everybody, this is Liliana Milleva and I'm excited to bring you Menopause Made Easy, a podcast designed to provide you tips and strategy to navigate the changes in woman's body, mind and spirit with more grace and ease. I appreciate you tuning in. Remember to like, subscribe and turn on your notifications so you are updated of each episode release. All right, let's dive in. Today I have a very, very special guest, Katrina Horn. She is a life coach and nutritionist specializing in weight loss at menopause. Weight loss get even harder at menopause and what worked in our 30s and early 40s may no longer have an effect once you approach menopause. Instead of doing more of what's not working, Katrina helps one lose the weight their desire by stabilizing their blood sugar, accelerating their metabolism and curbing comfort eating living, leaving them free to comfortably and confidentially enjoy life as they see fit. So Katrina, how you come to the idea to do what you do right now? How you get inspired to do this work? Well, it was really because I'm very self-centered. <laughs> <laughs> like I um, had a problem with my weight when I was young and I managed to lose the weight I didn't want to keep on. But then when I got older, like in my 40s, it started piling on again. So I would do more of what I did when I was younger to lose the weight. Right? I would do more cycling. I would do more walking. I would do more of all those things like eat less and eat healthy and all those things. And I didn't lose a weight, you know, I thought, well, what's going on here? What can I do? So I needed to get really smart and start educating myself. So I became a nutritionist and I did uh, other trainings on, obviously, exercise, but also on aging. And that's how I was able to shed those extra pounds that was just piling on They were really, really getting on my nerves because I like, you know, my self-image. I like to be slim. I like to be obviously not looking 20 years old. But if I'm 55, I don't want to be looking, you know, older than I am. So I want to be vigorous. I want to be vibrant. I want to be, like, feeling good about myself. And that was really what motivated me to find all of this out. And then my colleagues started asking me, well, Katrina, how do you do that? Like, we see everything you eat, and yet you're slim. How do you manage to stay slim? And I started explaining to them during the lunch breaks, and it just got to be too much. And I thought, well, why don't I put together a little program so that they can just follow that program, you know, and get the benefit? Because one lunch break or 10 lunch breaks aren't enough. So that's how it all started, my program. Going fit by fit and showing my colleagues how they could lose the weight and stay slim, really. And that's how it all took off. And then, obviously, I started selling the program and getting science and helping lots of women lose the weight at menopause. That was sort of creeping on them. And many of my clients actually have been overweight for quite a long time. And it's really so inspiring to see that at any point in our lives we can speak to change right it's never too late and that i'm not so encouraging for me too because i'm 55 right so i want to keep going like this for years to come yeah you look fabulous for 55 <laughs> I, I believe that is uh the diet 
And uh, also, what do you suggest like with that diet, going exercises or lifestyle? What else they can do for uh, with the weight? It's maybe mindset. Might might start with the three basic steps. So they will be as elaborate as they need to be, depending on where people start from. But first of all, we need to stabilize our blood sugar at menopause. Because what we were able to manage earlier when we had a different hormone balance is no longer possible at menopause because our hormone balance is different and we cannot cope with the same spikes in our blood sugar level. So we need to have a very level, like not a fluctuating blood sugar during the day. So what happens when your blood sugar stays stable is that you have less cravings. In fact, you don't have cravings at all. So that's the good news for those of us who are tempted, you know, to get our hands into the cookie jar, you know, and eat all the things that we shouldn't be eating. So that's the first step really to take is to balance out your blood sugar level so that you get rid of the craving. And what's more important, when our blood sugar spike, it means it's going to fall too. But when it's spiked, it makes us secrete insulin in our bodies. And when we increase massive amounts of insulin, we tend to store the calories we eat. So the energy we eat, like we eat food and we count the energy levels in that food in calories. And instead of using those calories as energy, if there's a high insulin level, we just put them in storage. And they get stored on our tummies, on our thighs, on our hips, well, you know, all, the, all those places. So that's really one of the first steps to take. What do you think is the reason of this belly fat, this middle line that it's become to change in a woman's body? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's all linked to hormones. It's yes. our hormones to direct all that, yeah. So one of the benefits when you start looking at what you eat and when you eat, is that not only you will be able to slim down, but actually also get higher well-being because your hormones aren't going crazy all the time. Because one of the signs that your hormones are changing is that your fat is moving from your hip onto your belly, right? You've got this the tire, we call that in France. We've got this tire around our belly. And that is really a sign, well, the tire in and of itself is not really a health threat. But it's really a sign that we are accumulating fat around our vital organs. So imagine your liver being covered with a layer of fat around it. And that is really problematic for our health because that has got dire consequences on lots of things in our bodies. Like, and we, we don't want to be storing fat around our organs. We prefer it on our thighs. I mean, not aesthetically speaking, but health wise, we really don't want any of that fat around our vital organ. So do you suggest they regulate the hormone in the cortisol with the food or there's other way to balance this? So I recommend that we have a look at what you eat. So that means you have to mix your meals with carbohydrates. You have to mix them with fat and protein. And when I say fat to my clients, they get really scared because they associate fat with the fat we've got on our thighs and our belly. But that's not the same fat. The fat we're storing on our body comes from sugar. Sugar gets transformed into fat, and we store that fat on our bodies. Now, the fat we eat, like 
butter, either the cream, olive oil, I mean, all the fatty foods that you can think of, they are not stored as fat, actually. They are used as energy. And what's even more important, they participate in a big way in controlling our hunger levels, if I can say it like that. So if you have a meal with carbohydrates, but it's protein and fat, and obviously if you can squeeze some in of the good stuff like the green vegetable, well then feel full for a long time and it will prevent your blood sugar from spiking. So that means you've already got your blood sugar under control here, that it's not spiking, you've got a lot of energy that is readily available and that your body is not seeking to store for later use. It's there available and your physiology, your metabolism wants to use it straight away. It's actually amazing what I find that it's so many food we have a sugar, even in the sauce that you buy for the salad or for the dressing or for the um, pasta sauce or also many different sauces. Almost every product we have a sugar. So we have to be very, very careful to check every product, how much sugar there is, right? Yeah, but I find that so boring to check all those products, so I don't. I just use them. You buy three carrots, you know that's only carrots in them, right? If you buy a chicken, you know that's only chicken in it. So to lose weight and menopause, we have to avoid processed food, not only because of the sugar, but there are things that really play havoc with all our endocrine systems because there are lots of additives, there are lots of preservatives, there are lots of things that are put in there just to color. I mean, and all those chemical substances are not natural. They are synthetical, meaning that our body doesn't know what to do with them. So instead of burning them off as energy, they store them, right? And the more we store all that in ourselves, well, the harder it gets for our body to work and the harder it gets for it to work optimally. So it's really throwing banners in your wheels when you start having processed food. So that's another thing that we can say goodbye to, really. Because even if you have some uh, fruits, there is a lot of sugar. So it depends what kind of fruits you eat, right? Yeah, but all fruit is natural. If you eat an apple, there's sugar in it, but there's also fiber, right? So the fiber will prevent your blood sugar from spiking. And the fruit in and of itself is good tasting. It's got vitamin, Mm -hmm. right? It's got sugar, but sugar in and of itself is not a problem. I'd much rather have my clients eat a lot of healthy fruit than a lot of desserts that are processed, like strange-sounding things with lots of E numbers and lots of additives yes. and preservatives that yes. our body doesn't know how to, how to process. What do you think about the fermented food? Yeah, if you like it. But we can definitely incorporate it because that will not only help with your vitamins, your minerals, it will also help you with well, everything from digestion, really, to gut health. And obviously, if we get onto gut health, then we've got like the subject to talk about for another two hours here. But what we need to look at is you, as a human being, not extracted from your environment, but looking at your lifestyle. And most of us, let's face it, we're busy people, aren't we? I mean, we can't spend an enormous amount of time and energy on working out what we need to eat and how to cook it and where to shop, right? We want something easy. And when it's easy, we do it. If it's complicated, we don't do it. 
if you've got access to fermented food that hasn't been added to, that hasn't been synthesized in any way, if you've got access to that, then by all means have it. But some of us don't have access to that. So if we want to make it from scratch, it's a lot of work. Of course, yes. I think I believe that the balanced diet in uh, more green vegetables and more um, fresh raw foods and nuts and seeds, it's really preferable in this age. So I well, think in balance and moderation, it's good. Yeah. Well, nuts and seeds are interesting because they come up with some of the fats that we are after. We are after the healthy fat. In a small quantity, probably. It depends what your lifestyle is. Because like many of us, we're sitting down all day, right? I mean, we're not doing anything with our bodies, so we have to adjust what we eat to what we do. But nuts and seeds are really very precious sources of nutriment for us. So we don't want to not have them because there are lots of calories in them. Yes, there are lots of calories in nuts and almonds and what have you. There are lots of calories, but these are good calories. These are good calories because they will prevent us from getting hungry in a hurry. If you have not the dessert, let's say, after a meal, well, they will help you stay full for a longer time. And if you stay full with this stable blood sugar, well, then you've got less craving. I see. The second step is that at menopause, our metabolism slows down. That is a natural phenomenon. And it happens to guys too. It's not just women. And that is not a problem. That is just natural. So if we want to lose weight, we don't want to be losing weight with a slow metabolism. We want to speed this up, right? Yes. So we can. We can. But we have to work with our hormone. So as we're aging, our hormone balance is changing. And this change in hormone balance makes for our muscles starting to shrink. So if you know somebody who's a great sportsman, he's young, he's doing lots of sports, he's got lots of muscles, He's sitting on the sofa with you or the couch if you're in, in the States or Canada, just sitting with him anywhere in your living room. He's already burning more calories than you are as a menopause woman because he's got a much greater muscle mass. So we need at menopause to work on our muscles because they are key in accelerating our metabolism. So we need to work on the muscle fiber at the surface of our bodies because that muscle mass has got the greatest potential for development. And when I say the greatest potential for development, it means it's got the greatest potential to burn calories. And that's what we want to do when we want to lose weight. We want to eat normally, get enough nutrients, but be able to burn everything we eat. Even going into our fat stores, like on the hips, on the belly that we talked about, we want to be burning all that, and our muscles can do that. So that's number one factor in accelerating your metabolism. Also, you have to teach it where the energy is, because it gets lazy. It just gets lazy, like anything, really. Our minds get lazy, our bodies get lazy, our, our metabolism gets lazy. So it wants something easy to work with. What is easy to work with? Sugar. And when I say sugar, I could really say carbohydrates. So white bread, white rice, sugar, cake, anything like that is immediately accessible as energy, it will start craving that because it would say, oh, let me get a lot of sugar because 
That way, I don't have to work for anything. And what we wanted to teach it is, well, you won't get all that sugar before you've done a little bit of work, right? So we have to teach it to go into where our fat is stored so it can use the fat as energy and not claim new sources of energy all the time. Now, it has to be able to switch from burning sugar to burning fat. And what has happened with our lifestyle at our age is that we are less and less able to burn the fat and we want to burn only sugar. And that is a sign of amazing metabolism. So what kind of style you need to have in this age? How we can change our lifestyle? Well, I'm not really for changing our lifestyle because every change is difficult, right? So we want to really start with where you are. Like if you've got a job where you're sitting down all day, I mean, there's no use in saying, oh, you have to go and run 12 miles. It's just not going to work. So let's take you where you're at. Like I've got a very dense lifestyle. Like I work a lot at my computer. I'm always on the computer with my clients. You know, I'm not out there working in the field or I'm not, you know, doing a lot of physical labor. So I really need to integrate that into how I eat. But knowing that I don't want to go exercising for an hour a day, I need to be very conscious about the exercise that I do do. And I need to fit that into my lifestyle. So with my clients, we do eight minutes of exercise per day. And it's really difficult to find an excuse for not doing only eight minutes. But if you do the eight minutes that will build muscle and accelerate your metabolism, well, then you're good. And maybe on weekends, you can go for an extra walk or you can go hiking, you can go biking, you can do something that takes a little bit longer. But let's not say that you have to change your lifestyle to lose weight because that's not going to happen, is it? Yes. You need to start with small steps and then uh, eventually accelerate, but uh, adapt. You know, I also suggest that they do not so much cardiovascular exercise. It's more relaxing and more tai chi, yoga, walking, not so much cardio because, you know, the cortisol going high anyway. So you need to balance this cortisol. So you need to really get engaged in more relaxation, more meditation, breath work. Exactly. Exactly. And you are the sleep expert. So you know that you cannot lose weight if you're not sleeping enough. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, talking about lifestyle, you need to have a lifestyle where you have got seven to nine hours of sleep every night, right? Yes. Yeah. I know actually Otherwise, people who don't sleep gain weight. Yeah, they do. In our lifestyle, I read recently, I think it was the other day, that we sleep one and a half hour less than 30 years ago. Yeah, because we are a very yeah. stressful environment. Yeah. And I think it's also that we've got too much, you know, going on. Like we want to watch the latest Netflix series and we can sort of binge watch. You know, we find excuses for not going to sleep. We find excuses for not calming down in the evening, you know, to get that sleep. And it's impossible to lose weight if you're not sleeping enough. Yes, that's true. That's true. You have to sleep well, eat well. But I think what we can really talk about nowadays is that we can get away from the idea, as you mentioned, that we have to do a lot of exercise. It's not the quantity, it's the quality. Yeah. Yes. It's what you do and how you do it. It's not how many hours you do it. So let's get away from that idea. 
it's not about how many calories you eat, it's the quality of your calories, right? That's what you need to look at. And then the last thing, as you mentioned, is mindset to curb cravings, to curb the comfort eating. Because at our age, we've all got used to eating certain things and certain things make us feel good. And we like feeling good, fortunately, right? And sometimes we want to take a shortcut to feeling good. And we know that, oh, if I can have like, I'm very fond of dark chocolate. So, you know, I can have a piece of dark chocolate and, oh, that would feel so good. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of reward ourselves from time to time. (laughs) We reward ourselves. Yeah, another thing I really like is, is I live in France. So I really like the wine here. I really like to have a glass of red wine, you know. So all these things, well, if if you do them in moderation, they're perfectly compatible with losing weight. But the overindulgence, it's doing it too much that is getting us into trouble. Yeah, what I think is the balance. You need to find the balance. Really, to to moderate, yeah. Always good when you are in the middle. (laughs) Yeah, I think we just need to create awareness around it. So when I've got my piece of chocolate, I need to be aware of my feelings. What am I feeling Mm -hmm. now, right? Because if I eat my chocolate to feel better, it means that I need one piece today, but tomorrow I might need to eat two pieces of chocolate and the day after three pieces, you know, to get to the same state of feeling good. Because we get used to that. We need to be always eating or drinking more to get to the same state of well-being. So a way to unwind that is to have a look at what you're actually feeling so that instead of having your stuffed chocolate or your wine in my case to feel better, I can actually have it through desire and not through need. So when I have my piece of chocolate, I can be fully present with it. I can have it because I desire it, not because I need it to change my mood. Do you see the difference? Yes. So with my class, we have a look at all those comfort foods that we have incorporated more or less consciously into our life. We really have a look at them and then we unwind the whole process so that we no longer need them, but we can actually have them pleasure and also mindfulness right mindful eating instead of emotional eating yeah just one thing we can all do straight away is when we eat instead of having our knife and fork in our hand we can just put them down between each mouthful so have a bite put your knife and fork down chew it swallow it pick up your knife and fork and have another one you know because we tend to sort of just shuffle it down don't we and that is synopsis, really. If you want to enjoy your food, then you have to have a little bit of mindfulness around it, right? Absolutely. Well, Katrina, it's so interesting what you introduced us today. So what is the one thing that you want our audience to start implement, to start to see the difference in their weight loss and uh, to feel better about themselves? I want them to feel good about themselves already now as a first step. If you can feel good about you and your body right now with all the time to believe you have got that you don't need, if you can feeling good about where you are right now, that will actually be the most 
help you then for your weight loss. Because if you come to weight loss from loving yourself, then you can start losing weight in an agreeable manner. If you come to weight loss saying, I'm too fat, I'm lazy, I'm all this, well, then it's going to be a very, very hard journey and it's not going to be enjoyable. I would say accept yourself as you are if you weigh a lot of pounds too much. Well, you're still a gorgeous person, right? You're still worth the effort of losing some of that if you want to. And it's a choice. You can really choose, do I want to lose weight? And if so, why? And if you know why you want to lose weight, then we can use that actually for your weight loss. And every weight loss journey is a little bit different, right? Everybody's journey is in the radio. And yeah, but love yourself for sure is uh, some key element for uh, healing, for the weight loss, for uh, so many things. So, Katrina, where do people can find you? I would like to go to my website, which is www.katrinahorn.com. And if they want to, they can sign up for my newsletter. And if they do so, they will get invited to my free training where I go deeper into my three steps to losing weight at menopause. So I take it all apart, but I give the strategies that you can start implementing straight away. So your first step would be to connect with me on my website. You could also get some free coaching at the end of our training, you know, so we go into exactly what's stopping you from losing weight. We take the time to answer your question. Yeah, if there's any questions, you can uh, reach out to Katrina and uh, have a schedule a call to have a conversation with her. I highly recommend that you reach out to Katrina and schedule a call with her or take uh, this free training and then uh, at least check out her website and see what you can get from there. And I'm so grateful that you joined me today, uh, Katrina, and uh, have this wonderful conversation. Thank you very much to all listeners to listen to our episode today to learn how to lose the weight and what is the three steps to feel good about yourself. Feel that you make some restriction in yourself. It just happened naturally with just small tweaks in your diet and small uh, changes in your lifestyle. Small changes, but mindful changes, right? With mindful changes, yes. One step at a time, but mindful changes. Exactly. Thank you for tuning into Menopause Made Easy. You can check out more episodes on Apple, Spotify, eHeart Radio, and your favorite podcast apps. Check out the show notes for any website linked to this episode, including where to connect with me on social media. I appreciate you tuning in. Remember to like, subscribe, and turn on your notifications so you'll be updated of each episode release. And visit me at menopausesupportacademy.com for all podcast updates as well. Appreciate you dropping by.